Wisdom Ways is all about living from the true power of who you are. Marianne Williamson once said, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. If that is true, then how can we let go of those fears and become one with our authentic power? Speaking from personal experience, insights, and stories of awareness, Richard Schultz, spiritual healer and guide, invites you to take a courageous journey with him to finally let go of your deepest fears and embrace inner power beyond measure. Get prepared to travel to the inner spaces that will expand your awareness, freedom, and mastery of life. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. I'm your host, Richard Schultz, and this podcast series is about plugging into your authentic power and stopping the energy leakages in your life. It is about coming to peace within yourself, no matter what is going on in the world around you. It is about pulling back all of your projections into the world and being who you really are at your core. At our core, we are peace, we are powerful, and we are love. We are whole, and we are innocence. Yes, we are innocent, and innocence itself. That is what this podcast is about, innocence. Guilt about anything, or for anything, is an ego lie designed to distract us and keep us from the truth of who we are. It keeps us in our hall of mirrors with projection rather than seeing the true world, a world of brilliance, abundance, power, truth, love, joy, and fabulous creation. In truth, we are innocence. However, in air, we accepted guilt from the ego, which keeps us separate, fragmented, flawed, or incomplete. These errors programmed into our mind create a separated and fearful reality. From this ego perception, we misperceive and make a projected world of fear, judgment, pain, suffering, and death. We are in the ego distraction of needing and wanting rather than the truth of being, already having, abundance, and creation, just for the pure joy of it. When we correct the errors of mind, we can come to know how powerful and whole and innocent we really are. Forgiveness is a mechanism to correcting and healing these errors and beliefs of the mind. Forgiveness allows us to embrace and release those shadowy projections that we place on others or ourselves from our guilt. Rather than perpetuating blame, punishment, and attack, we can correct the errors and dissolve them into the whole of unconditional love. When we do this healing for ourselves, one error at a time, we come a little closer to knowing our innocence. In awakening and freeing ourselves, others also become free. Are you ready to become really free? Back in 1996, I took off on a journey to find myself. I was guided by an inner voice that told me to find out who I was. I took an outer, symbolic journey of traveling around the world as I went inward to find myself. In 1997, guided by that inner voice, I ended up in India. I've told some of that story in previous podcasts. 
Meeting a healer and teacher and having a peak experience which changed the trajectory of my life. Experiences like the one I had in India can't really be explained in words. They're lived. How could one explain the experience of pure love? Volumes of words have been written about love. And yet through words, love cannot really be fully known. Love is beyond words. It is an experience, a feeling, and a knowing. A poet can only help us remember our own experience and knowing of love. For love is already within us, awaiting to blossom into its fullness. Everyone has experienced love, even if it's only a glimpse. And even this glimpse and remembrance changes us. It transforms a part of us, no matter how dark life seems to be. While I have talked in words about my experience of unconditional love, the other part of that experience was a feeling of innocence. The unconditional love I felt from that source also made me feel totally innocent, unknowing, even if I could not explain it logically at that time, no one else has or could do anything wrong in that experience. I knew it. In that presence of unconditional love, I knew there was no record being kept of any of my wrongdoing. There was no record being kept of anyone's wrongdoing. No reason for guilt, no matter what atrocities we think we or they may have made. In the face of pure love, the past is gone and never was. The past is a dream and there is only now. It is only now that we can make a choice. It is only now that we can create. In that sense, there is no karma either. No truth in, as you sow, so you shall reap. It's just a belief. There is no record kept except in our own guilty memories holding on to and punishing ourselves or others for a past that never was. They and you are innocent, and there is no God that punishes us in any way for our sins because they never happened. They were only a dream that we have dreamt in the past and are not true now, unless we hold on to the past dream as if it was true. Unfortunately, that is what we and our negative egos do. In this insane dream, we hold on to guilt. We hold on to the projection and belief in a God that rewards and punishes us to the extent that there is even a hell waiting for us if we continue in this behavior. This belief is part of this insane ego dream that believes that unconditional love could actually attack and imprison. Think about it. Could this actually be true of a loving God? Is it not another projection that we have made in air, this time onto God? What would our experience of life be if we actually let go of any belief, conscious or subconscious, that God could or would punish us or cause us pain if we don't do any good? Could it be that it is just punishing ourselves out of guilt rather than a God or universe or life punishing us? Could all the pain and suffering we experience just be of our own making and the consequences of our own choices and 
limiting beliefs. Could that be true? Back in India in 1997, I had that experience of knowing innocence. I knew in that moment of surrender that we were all wholly lovable and innocent in the eyes of God. I knew that hell did not exist except of our own beliefs and making. Innocence was the truth of who we are, and unconditional love was our home. That was 20 years ago. I can't count how many times I've fallen into a deep sleep since then and dreamt of guilt, blame, judgment, unlovable, not good enough, and hundreds or thousands of other projections where I did not see myself or others in their innocence. Ever since that moment 20 years ago, I've been in the practice of awakening from this addictive ego dream. I've been in the practice of becoming aware of where I am asleep and pulling myself awake to become the truth of innocence. I've been in the practice of forgiveness. With each practice and even each failure to awaken, I get a little better at the practice and in letting go. Have you ever experienced the place of being partly awake and partly dreaming? Where you kind of wake up, but then get pulled back into the sleeping dream you were having just moments before? Where you were not sure what was reality, the dream you were in, or something else just on the other side of awakening? Part of you just wants to continue sleeping, and another part of you is calling you to awaken and get on with your day. What if our world was like that sleeping dream? What if there was a kind of addiction to the drama that we make here? Who would we be without it? Who would we be without our dreams of suffering and pain? We hate this experience, and yet we hold on to it and perpetuate it. Something tempts us to stay in the dream rather than awaken from the nightmares. Why? Is something within us even more afraid of awakening? Are we afraid of what might happen if we let go of our guilt? Are we afraid that if we stepped into the light of our innocence, the world would actually disappear and we might even disappear with it? The ego certainly is afraid and it will do everything it can to keep us asleep. Thus, despite having glimpses of truth, and I believe we are all giving those opportunities to experience the truth, we still get distracted and fall asleep again and again. The good news is that with each awakening experience, with each letting go of the past, with each surrender, we stay awake a little longer and all of humanity wakens a little more with us. Every time we deal with our projections and correct the air of mind, it makes the path to awakening just a little easier for all of our brothers and sisters. We're going to take a short break right now, and after the break, we can continue with our conversation about innocence. We are going to examine some of the ways we project our guilt so that we can be aware of where we are sleeping and consciously pull ourselves awake one step at a time. You're busy. Your life is hectic. But if you take just a few minutes every day for yourself, you can improve your relationships, health, 
success, and self-esteem. All you need to do is join Richard Schultz for his online course, The Refreshing Beliefs Method. You'll learn how to release fears and how to use your whole mind to achieve your goals toward a better life. Join Richard Schultz online today at refreshingbeliefs.com. Get back in charge of your life. That's online at refreshingbeliefs.com. Welcome back to the second half of Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power. We've been talking about innocence and awakening from our dream of guilt. In the second half of this podcast, I want to examine how you will know if you are asleep, which unfortunately is in the human experience appears to be most of the time. From my experience, I've found that just when I think I've awakened to a new level, I find another level where I have not. And what about all those levels anyway? Could not levels be just another way of separating us from truth? Are there really any levels? The ego's language is to use better than and less than, which keeps us in separation. I found it difficult to not do this in some form. There is always the ego temptation to say, Ah, look at me. Look how much better I am. Look how good I am. And yet, I also know at some level that there is no better or degree of good. For we are the good at our source. I suppose, however, there are degrees to which we are conscious of this and being of this. At least, I do not know a way out of these levels of awakening yet. I don't know if these levels of awakening is true or if they're also just part of the dream. It is interesting how we can hide or conceal our guilt in projection in plain sight within this dream of life. Rather than examine our guilt or let go, we project it onto others. I've talked about this many times in various podcasts in the past. If this is your first podcast, you might go back and listen to some of my previous podcasts. In one, I talked about the mirrors of relationship and how we project our fears and both our unembraced light as well as our perceived darkness onto others. Others become a mirror that we can use to examine our own mind and where we are not embracing our own truth and innocence. It will always work if we're willing to truly see our mirrors and turn it around towards ourselves. The purpose of life is to know ourselves in our truth. Socrates said that centuries ago, know thyself. While this is an inward journey, to know thyself, we can also look at our worldly projections as clues to discover what we believe inside and then examine those beliefs. It is our thoughts and our beliefs that create our perceived reality. If we change those thoughts and beliefs, we change our experience of this reality, and we can free ourselves from the experience of pain and suffering. Our mind is powerful. If the mind is programmed with limiting beliefs, then the mind will imprison us. If it is programmed with empowering beliefs, we move towards freedom. Programming the mind with empowering beliefs, I found, is a tricky endeavor because the ego loves to take charge of the programming based on its needs 
and wants, and the ego will never actually set us free from the dream. The ego will help us manipulate the dream world and give us the experience of some perceived success here and there, but it will never free us. It will always have us chase our tail around and around and around until we die unfulfilled with a perpetual wanting. However, there is another voice within us. This still, small voice may be mostly drowned out by the loud ego voice, but it cannot be extinguished. If we surrender and listen to this still, small voice, it will guide us to examine and change beliefs and thoughts that imprison us to beliefs that awaken us. It will lead us to true forgiveness where we fully know we and they are innocent. It will show us how to be lucid even as we walk within this dream we call reality. As we become more lucid, we move from perceiving and projecting to knowing, to innocence, and to love. We receive purification and healing of the errors of the mind. So how can you know if you've fallen asleep and are dreaming? One of the simplest ways is to look at your judgments and projections onto others or onto yourself. Look at where you've polarized your perceptions into good, bad, beautiful, ugly, right, wrong, innocent, guilty, fat, thin, failure, success, love, hate, etc., etc. You will especially know if you have an emotional charge against something or in some experience. If you want to attack or punish yourself or someone else, you are not holding them in, your, in their truth. If you are emotionally projecting certain qualities onto them, such as labels of liar, wimp, perpetrator, victim, murderer, terrorist, psychopath, fat, ugly, ignorant, stupid, etc., then in some way you are asleep. You are not holding them or yourself in their pure innocence. You're asleep. Even if you have so-called evidence in your memory of the past that you or someone did something that you label as bad or wrong or evil, that past is gone and does not exist anymore. Do you know them now? If you hold on to that past with guilt and punishment rather than innocence and love, then you will perpetuate that belief and they will live up to your projection just as you believe. But what if you saw them with spiritual sight in their full innocence? What if others saw you and loved you only for who you are now at your source, rather than the past errors you've made in this dream? What if you could truly let go of all the past? What would now be like without the limiting, imprisoning beliefs of the past? Believe me, I know that this is a stretch. I have personally awakened to seeing only the innocence in someone, but then some moments later found myself not walking my own talk and attacking or finding someone guilty. Becoming aware of where we are lost in the shadows of sleep is a practice. From my own experience, it is a practice that takes us to freedom and joy. It is a practice of forgiveness and knowing innocence. 
If anything I've said today inspires you to start your own work of knowing your innocence and stopping the ego patterns of guilt, blame, and judgment, and you feel that I might be able to help you in some way, then please contact me. If you're stuck in projections, fear, anger, or sadness about anything, then you'll benefit by learning how to truly forgive and discovering and embracing the shadow or shadows behind your experience and claiming the power those shadows have for you. If I can serve you on your journey to truth, innocence, and wholeness, then email me at wisdomways at gmail.com, phone me, or make an appointment with me. You'll find me at www.wisdomways.net. Thank you for tuning in to Wisdom Ways to Living from Your True Power here on the TLRstation.com, powered by Tenacious Living International, where it's all about living outside the box. Are you ready to claim your authentic power? Visit www.wisdomways.net slash power to gain instant access to Richard's free video course on being powerful. And if Richard said something today that truly impacted you and you'd like to talk with him further about it, please connect with him directly at 403-247-8042. Thanks for listening to Wisdom Ways. Have a great day. Talk with you next week.